All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Gonzo and the Judge Sports Talk here on Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. We got a packed show for you guys tonight. A lot to talk about. Got some Lakers talk, uh, some baseball talk, some NFL talk. Uh, all we ask is, hey, get in the chat room, interact. Let's, uh, if you have a question, ask us, we'll answer it. Please hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channels uh, at the Sports Judge on YouTube and also at Gonzo Sports Room on YouTube. Check out the ASAP Sports Network. They have a good thing going over there. And one more thing before I throw it over to my co- uh, co-host over here. I want to say good luck to the uh, Hagerstown Little League uh, tomorrow. We're going to be uh, representing the state of Indiana at the Little League World Series. Uh, Hagerstown's only about 35, 40 minutes from where I live. So a uh, big shout out to them kids. Hopefully the they can get a big win tomorrow and get off to a good start in the, uh, in the World Series. I watched all the regionals, and I think uh, they're going to be able to compete uh, down there. I don't think they're going to get blown out. You know what I mean? I think they're going to be competitive. So, uh, big shout-out to them. But I'm joined, like always, by my partner, the sports judge, Jonathan Mathis. How are you doing tonight uh, way over there in L.A.? Gonzo! How how are you feeling, my man? How you feeling tonight? What's, oh, what's going on? Oh, I'm what's feeling good, good man. I'm feeling man. good. You know I had to bring the energy like I do every night. I got to keep that same energy. If I don't keep that same energy, oh yeah, then, then I feel like I'm doing a disservice to our viewers out there. So I got to be pumped up, fired up, ready to go. You know, there, said, like you said, there's plenty to talk about tonight. You know, there's a lot going on here. In Lakerland, man, it's you know it's it's an emotional day for a lot of Laker fans. Uh, you know, there's so much mixed emotions from Laker fans. Some Laker fans are okay with the fact that the Lakers have extended LeBron's con- contract, but we'll get more into that. We'll get more into that. But yeah, uh, Eddie Eddie Rodriguez said, "Let's freaking go! Let's go, Eddie! What's Eddie, up?" Boy- you know your boy's never late. No, you're you're always there. Know, we try to be on time. You know, I, I'm I'm usually punctual. Well, and how's Glenn? Go, how's Glenn? Go, how you doing, Glenn? I'm glad Glenn's in here again. Nice to see Glenn. Uh, he's from, uh, he says let's go Hagerstown as well. Glenn's here in Indiana. Uh, also, Glenn Glenn is one of my uh, Twitter followers now, and and we constantly have conversations on Twitter. So. Hey, hey, Glenn's I'm glad- him in the house. I'm glad to see him in the building tonight. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn's a good Glenn's a good dude. Uh, I, I see Glenn at least, well, usually about once a month at a wrestling show. Nice. Uh, I see him about once a month and we always get to talk a little bit and stuff. But yeah, he's he's a good guy. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. We need more good that's people. That's said two, two more years without a ring for the Lakers. He, he's probably, he probably, he probably does have a point there. He's probably correct about that. You know, um, it won't be an easy. Uh, it won't be. It won't be an easy road for. The I love Lakers. it, Glenn. I love it, Glenn. It, it won't be an easy road for the Lakers. There, you know, this this road that they will be driving down with LeBron in the driver's seat. It won't be easy. There's going to be a lot of speed bumps. There's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. You know, there might be boulders rolling down the hill. You know, to uh make them have to turn around and make a detour and go all the way around. And before oh, you know yeah. it, they'll be out of the playoff picture again. Yeah. Did you see what Glenn said? He said, I know it was a, emo- 
an emotional day for LeBron James when Jeannie Buss said MJ is the GOAT. <laughs> oh, I love no, it. I mean, uh, did, she say, did she say anything wrong? Because it seems to me that she knows hey, MJ is stuff. the GOAT. But... Maybe she doesn't know how to handle the personnel decisions and how to run uh, an organization like the Lakers, but she definitely could have a vast understanding of the game of basketball because she obviously understands and 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 realize that Michael Jordan is the goat. So you so you so you agree with me that Michael Jordan's the goat. Good to know. Yes. Good to know. Uh, Eddie said Judge got the power tonight. He said give me some of that energy. And it, hey hey I didn't even drink an energy drink. I just brought the energy naturally. And D Dustin said the only boulder they have is the immovable object, uh, Russell Westbrook. Okay, that's but yeah, let's talk a little more about this. You got LeBron James signed a two-year deal with the Lakers. He, uh, it's basically a one-year deal because he has a player option on the second year. Uh, so I mean, hey, if things don't go the way he wants this year, he still ha he has a way out. He made sure he had a way out. Uh, but Dustin brings up a good point with Westbrook. I don't think they're going to be able to move Westbrook. So you're going to basically gonna go run it back with basically almost the same team, maybe just some different bench pieces. And I, with that team, they might, and to me, at the best, they might be a playing team. I, I just, I don't trust Anthony Davis to be able to stay healthy for the whole season. And you never know with LeBron. He, he hasn't had no big injuries, but he's had the last couple of years, had a couple little nagging injuries that slowed him down a little bit. But if Russell Westbrook plays anything like he did last year, this Lakers team is going to be in trouble again this year. It's going to be a repeat of last season. I mean, the team hasn't really changed much. They still have the same, you know, players on, on the roster. And Russell Westbrook clearly wasn't the answer last season. You know, but what I said about LeBron earlier in that video that I did, um, you know, I, I take some of that stuff back that I actually said because I said LeBron is going to finish his career in a purple and gold uniform. I think LeBron has that, that opt-out in his contract because he simply is making it known that he wants to play with his son. Wherever his son lands in the NBA, that's where he's going to go because that's his ultimate dream is to team up with his son uh, so I think that's why, you know, he agreed to this contract. He has the power to, uh, you know, leave and actually say no to the Los Angeles Lakers, especially if things don't go well next season. He could just opt out of his contract and say, all right, bye. See you guys later. And, you know, LeBron, LeBron is known for doing that. You know, when, when the going gets tough and when things don't go his way, all right, bye. See you later. All right, it was nice knowing you, but I'm going to find a new team now. I'm going to try to join a team where, you know, there's a super, superstar power and and where I know I could win another championship ring. Um, Now that he's older, now that he has multiple rings, I think the bigger priority for LeBron is to team up with his son. Uh, but a lot of people are not happy. There's a, There's a lot of angry Laker fans today because they don't agree with this. And then you have, you have your other fans that, that truly agree with this because you have some LeBron 
uh, uh, fans who really love this guy. You know, he can't do anything wrong. Le LeBron is like the savior. You know, he's this, this superhero that saves the world. You know, and and and, and stops all the bad guys and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, you could you could even put him in a comic book, and I'm pretty sure the comic book will sell out. You know, I mean, that's how that's how big of 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 a of a player he is, and that's you know he's a high profile athlete and he's he's likable. He's a global superstar. But the Lakers, the bottom line is. The Lakers, from a business standpoint, they want to keep LeBron in a Laker uniform because he has that star appeal. He brings that star appeal. He's that main attraction. He's the guy that puts the butts in the seats. You know, he's that guy that sells tickets. And that is why the Lakers have, you know, that's why the Lakers have agreed to give him this contract extension. You know, it, it's not so much to necessarily win NBA championships. I mean, that should be the Lakers' top priority because this is a rich franchise, right? This is a franchise that is known for its mystique, known for its prestige, known for its rich history, known for its leg legendary players, and, and winning championships, you know, because that's what Laker fans like here. They like winners. But let's not forget, too, that this is a star-driven city. So they like the superstars. It's Hollywood, you know, and, and LeBron is a markable player. You know, he's a, a, a likable or you either love him or you, or you hate him. You know, you can't have it both ways. You either love LeBron or you hate LeBron. So with him being this lovable and most hated public figure, you know, that lures an audience to you know, watch the Lakers. That makes the Lakers an attractive team. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's why the Lakers have extended his contract. Also, LeBron, what he's able to accomplish at such, at, at, at this stage of his career is simply remarkable, believe it or not, because you don't really see too many players who condition their bodies like he does or have this incredible workout regimen like he does to keep his body in shape. He's always game ready. He's always prepared, you know, and, and we, we have had questions about his durability, right. In, in recent memory, LeBron is still playing at, at such a high level. It's as if he's gotten better with age, which is, which is incredible to me. Um, but I don't think the Lakers are are going to win with this current roster that they have now. And I've, no. been, I've been saying it over and over, Gunzo, that the Lakers have to get younger. And I know I sound like a broken record because I've been saying this over and over and over. I've been saying this for the last few years now. They need to get younger. You know, they need to, you know, they need to bring in some young blood. You know, players, players that can compete at a high they level, will. they need to rebuild. I nope. think the Lakers need to go into a rebuild. I well, really they will next year after LeBron leaves, after they don't uh, make, after they don't don't do nothing right. this year. And it's I going, think it's going to be like it always is, where right. LeBron to leaves a team, and when he leaves a team, they're in terrible shape. It, it takes him two or three years to try to rebuild back. And uh, Eddie said, uh, "Yeah, the Lakers are in a hole. And I definitely don't see them climbing out this year." Uh, 
Dustin said he said it before and he'll say it again. The Lakers could have had Alex Caruso, Buddy Hill, and DeMar DeRozan uh, for $11 million less than what they gave Westbrook. And yes, and and that a lot some of that has to go on, go on LeBron because LeBron was the one that wanted Westbrook. Uh, LeBron is a flip flop. That's why I can't uh, place him with the greats. Says Eddie, he's not a ride or die. What did Frankie say down here? Yankees might have a walk off moment, but who cares? I don't. <laughs> I yeah, 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 Yankees, Yankees in a love and hate relationship. Oh, man, Frankie, Frankie's giving up on the Yankees, it seems. Man, I was chatting with him earlier. He said they're not going to turn their season around. I beg to differ. I think once they get those guys healthy, man, they, they can make a run for it. But we'll talk about that in the next segment. Dustin said that's not true. The Lakers' name is what puts butts in the seat, just like the Cowboys, Cubs. Oh, God, surprise, Freddie, not on here talking about uh, LeBron, two-year, $97 million deal. Lakers still going. Uh, well, you can find him somewhere else. Uh, as an athlete, I appreciate I can appreciate LeBron. <laughs> That's all I really have to say about that. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. <laughs> oh, man, that was hilarious. <laughs> he was amazing in high school, but he needs to humble himself. I, you know what? Lakers be better than the Clippers and Grizzlies. Whoa! I don't know about I don't know about that. I think the Grizzlies are actually an exciting team to watch, man. The Grizzlies they have put together something special over there in Memphis, man. And uh, let me tell you something, John Morant's coming. John Morant's coming. Hey, Judge, hold on a second. Hey, John, that's what I that's what I was saying was that when he leaves, it usually takes him two or three years to uh, to get back to good shape. So. Yeah, I'm agreeing with basically what you're saying. The Cavs and Heat had two bad years, but then but then in good shape the next few years. That's what I'm saying. It usually takes two two to three years. Uh, as a Pacers fan, the only thing I can appreciate about LeBron is when is when we beat him. <laughs> I I agree, Glenn, because I'm a big Pacers fan myself. Oh crap! I messed up. There we go. I remember back in the days when the Pacers and the Heat used to go at it when he was. Uh, part of the heat. Well, even and, uh, when he was, anyway. even when he was in Cleveland. Yeah. And we 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 took him to seven games and uh, when he was in Cleveland. I do remember that. Man, those were some epic battles back then. Damon says, "I don't see how anyone in LA is loving LeBron, loving LeBron when he is the major reason why Lakers are in this hellhole. He screwed the Lakers franchise." Well, like, you I don't want to say that he's the primary reason, you know, he's part of the reason why the Lakers are in the situation that they are, that they are in and they are in a dire need for some help. You know, um, I think by giving LeBron too much leeway and giving him so much input as if he's the general manager, I think that's where the Lakers front office made their mistake. You know, that's why Rob Palinka is there. That's his job. You know, at least that's his job title, to be the general manager, to be that guy that make the personnel decisions. You have to trust in him. You have to let him make the final call. And I think by LeBron, you know, being allowed to dictate what goes on within the organization, I think that's where the Lakers front office and the management made their mistake. 
And LeBron, yes, he lobbied for some of these players. He he recruited Russell Westbrook, and look what happened. It backfired on this team. And I mean, it 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 really, really didn't work out for the Lakers at all. They thought the experiment would work out. The experiment ended up blowing up in their faces. Uh, LeBron got tired of it. I think LeBron was a little bit fed up, you know, because you can see some nights he had that exasperating look on his face as if he didn't even want to be a part of the team, as if he didn't even want any association with those guys. <laughs> you know, uh, there was nights that he could have, you know, been aloof. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have just walked away. Like there was nights that he could have actually got up from the bench, you know, walked through the tunnel and not show his face again for the rest of the night. I mean, because some of those games last season was just public humiliation. He got publicly ridiculed for it. You know, do I think it was completely fair? No. Um, In fairness, everyone deserves some share of that blame for how the Lakers season uh, played out, you know, so I mean, it is what it is. I don't think, I don't think that changes this season. I think the Lakers are are still, you know, buried down in that rabbit hole, and they just won't find a way to climb out of it until they make that. Uh, uh, until they decide to make changes and and reshape the culture on that team. I don't care if they hire Darvin Ham. I don't care how great of a communicator he is. I don't care how great of an understanding he has for the game. Yeah, he could, he could be a pretty great coach and one of those stern and, and nonsense type coaches that just don't take crap from any of his players. But at the end of the day, you still have the same team you had a year ago. So a coach is just not going to magically come in and all of a sudden the team starts winning. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. No, Frank Frank Vogel was a scapegoat in that situation. That's the only reason he lost his job. Uh, Dustin said the biggest mistake anyone ever made was giving LeBron full control in Cleveland. He ran David Blatt out of town after going to the NBA Finals. Uh, then we have Ed, Eddie with chiming in with LeBron has been getting ridiculed ever since his hairline would melt mid game. <laughs> Do you think if the Lakers got Iguodala on a cheap contract, it wouldn't, I don't think it would improve it, it, much. It improve I don't think it improved much just because in Iguodala's at this point in his career, he can't play many minutes. So yes, he's a good defender, but he's not going to be able to give you many. He ain't, you'd be lucky if he gives you, could give you five minutes a night. I was going to say this, though. He'll be like he'll be like Jared Dudley. He'll be the guy on the bench who is a great presence for the team because he has that veteran experience. He'll yeah. be the guy who rallies the troops in that locker room. You know, that's yeah. always good to have somebody like that, somebody with a powerful voice who can, you know, help kind of bring that team together and help foster the environment. And that's something that that uh, Andre Iguodala can More than do. AD, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask AD you this. don't do anything this season, man, I just don't know anymore. Let me ask you this, though. Some other news in, in the Laker in the Laker world. Uh, the Lakers are going to re, uh, retire uh, Pau Gasol's number. 
what what's your thoughts on the Lakers uh, going to uh, retire Gasol's number? I actually love this. You know, um, I think he's well deserving of this. Um, he was a huge part of that Lakers team when they won back to back in 09 and 010. And if the Lakers didn't acquire Paul Gasol in what was um a game-changing trade for the Los Angeles Lakers, um, then Kobe wouldn't be a five-time NBA champion. I mean, let's just let's just put that out there. And I say that bluntly. He would not be a five-time NBA champion. So Paul Gasol definitely has solidified his place in Lakers history. You know, and he is he he should have his number retired. I mean, and anyone who thinks otherwise, it, it's just crazy. Or they just never really watch Laker basketball. Because even though he, you know, was considered soft, you know, and lackadaisical at times, and he didn't play, you know, up to his standards at times, he still, you know, was an important player for the Lakers when they went on that title run and won in back-to-back years. So I like this. I also respect him for what he's done, you know, in the post-Kobe era. And and I I really, I really can't say uh I I I I really I really appreciate him for what he's done uh you know with Kobe's daughters. You know, um I, I know that has nothing to do with what he did on the court you know, or his play on the court. But he's been in those girls' lives. And, um, you know, that, to me, that just, you know, embodies, what that embodies is incredible to me. You know, it, it's it's really it's really great what, he's, what he has done um, off the court. You're not going to like my take on this then. <laughs> You're going to say I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying he I'm not saying he he ain't great as it wasn't great. He does he has two NBA finals. I know he's played played on the Olympic team and has five Olympic titles all that. And he has two NBA titles. But you can say he's underrated, but here's my thing. We're starting to get the, just because a guy's a little bit good uh they're hall of famers or they're or their numbers should be retired. It used to be like you had to be like a, a like the main star on like a Kobe or Jordan or you know you were like the main guy on the team. Yeah, Gasol was a piece in them championships, just like Pippen was a piece a piece in the Bulls championships. Right. But but who was the one that was always considered the the superstar and like the main guy that everybody talked about? It was Jordan. And when Gasol was with the Lakers, yes, Gasol helped the Lakers. But who was the man? Kobe was the man, not Gasol. Right. So, I mean, to me, that you're supposed to retire players that were, like, the best on your team during the time period. Well, I mean, Gasol, only, aver- only for his career, he averaged 17 points a game and, you, and nine, re- nine rebounds. So, yeah, I mean, I, them were good numbers. But you're telling me that every player that averages 17 points a game – 
and as, as part of a championship team, their numbers should get retired. I just think we're we're retiring numbers and putting people in the Hall of Fame too quick. I think it's too easy to get to reach them statures now uh, for some reason. It's like we want to add more and more and more people. In. It's not like it used to where it was like a almost like a, a elite group. It was a whole different group. And I think it's losing some of its mystique because because of that. And that's because we we cement some of these players' legacies so quickly, you know. Um, and sometimes they just end up playing for a championship team, and they have a legacy defining season, and that qualifies them, you know, for the Hall of Fame, or that gets their number retired and hung up. Hung John up said he out. thinks it's the 11th player that the Lakers have retired their number. Uh, Yankees going to extra innings. Mickey Delaney, how, Frankie, how, Frankie C, how are you? I saw <laughs> Tony Parker. <laughs> how dare there be Pal Cazal slander in here? Eddie Rodriguez said, you're right, Gonzo. Okay. Hey, cool. At least I'm not the only one. At least there's somebody that agrees with me on this. <laughs> what I, I saw, because what, what I really literally saw it come across TV, that was the first thing that popped in my mind is he was never the main guy on that team. I understand that he got two championships, but to me, you, you tired the the greats or the greatest of the greats are the one that get their number retired, like Babe Ruth. But uh, um, he, he wasn't the, the main NBA, guy, Jordan, he, Murr, he made, Johnson. He tremendous impact, though. He, he made a tremendous impact on both of those championship teams. I'm oh, telling I'm, you, I'm not yeah. saying he didn't, but P Pippen made a major impact on the bull on the Bulls championship teams. Does that mean he automatically should get his number retired? Pippen should have his number retired. Steve, Steve, Kerr, Steve Kerr hit a, a shot that helped him win the finals. Should his number be retired? Because of one shot? That's different, though. Paul Gasol was part of back-to-back. -back I understand he was part of it. He You're... was part of a back-to-back -back championship team, and he scored a lot of points in some of those games. He, he you know, he was. He, aver he averaged 17 points. 17 to 18 points a game is what he averaged when he played for the Lakers. Hey, let me tell you something. That 17 points was gladly appreciated. <laughs> that seven, those seventeen points helped Kobe get his his two rings without Shaq. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> John sucks like God's though. You have to shave your beard if the Reds win the next five. Nope, not happening. <laughs> not happening. Are they on a winning streak? Right the greatest now? players from Spain to play the game. The Reds, that alone carries merit with it. Yeah. Kerr's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. No, I, I agree with you. Kerr's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. Oh, he's on his way. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not shaving. I'm not shaving the beard. It, well, I don't think the Reds will win the next five games, but my luck, if I do that, they will. Then I have to shave the beard, and I'm not ready to shave it yet. But uh, <laughs> they won today, won nothing. I can't, I can't imagine you without a beard. I, I can't. I, I can't picture you without a beard. Oh man! If because I, I'm so used to seeing you. I, I can show beard. you exactly what I looked like without a beard if I had a picture of my son right here because he looks just like me. I mean, I, almost identical. It's crazy. 
I know you to have a beard, so keep it. It works for you. Uh, hey, it ain't going nowhere. It doesn't work for me because when, every time I try to grow a beard, it grows in patches. I'm I'm trying to grow it like uh like Gibbons on a ZZ top. Oh, okay. I know or, ZZ top. Yeah. Where it, where it goes all the way down, it's almost down to his waist. That's what I'd like to do. But I like we'll the, see. I like the Boston Red Sox players back in the day. They have some cool beards yeah. going back in the day. That kind of stuff. What, but why does everybody cool. want me to shave my beard all of a sudden? <laughs> they want to see that. They want to see that clean look. I like hey, the beard, though, man. You, hey, you rock it. You could rock it, man. Damien said Pippin number, Pippin's number should definitely be retired, but unfortunately it never happened. Pippin's number should be retired. I'm not Look, saying it shouldn't. I'm just you 15 straight, you're retired. You're, you're shaving. an unappreciated player, and he was grossly underpaid. Yeah, uh, yes, Eddie. I'm yes, Eddie. I'm going to be do, uh, going live for the UFC pay-per-view Saturday night. Uh, we'll be live at 8 o'clock. Shaq number not retired, and he was the most dominant player. Hey, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of it is bias, too. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. A lot of it could be bias. Oh, it is a lot. Of, it's a lot of them stuff. All is all that, but I, I just, I don't know. I think it's just if we're, if you can average 17 points in your career, I just. <laughs> I just think I don't know. I just think we're we're making it too easy to where you get your jersey retired. You're going to end up with seventy or eighty jerseys hanging up in the rafters. <laughs> hey, if the Phoenix Suns win the NBA championship, Chris Paul might have his jersey retired in the in the Suns. <laughs> you see this? If Chris shaves his his face, he'll look like Jim Carrey in The Grinch with all the cut marks. <laughs> Oh man! Nah, you won't look like the Grinch. <laughs> you would have to paint your face green to look like the Grinch. Uh, what do you think about? Uh, where what do you want to talk about next after the NBA? You did you want to go into baseball or you want to go into NFL? It don't matter. I, I mean, we could go into the Yankees, man, because the Yankees. All right, are let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk to the Yankees, man. What 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 do you what's going on with the Yankees, man? They're on, they're going the wrong way. They're going well, the wrong you way. know, I mean, the American League leaders, you know, um, well, they were. I don't know where they are now. I don't know where they are now in the standings because I haven't really looked at the standings. But I do know this much about the Yankees: the Yankees are struggling, and they are struggling mightily. Um, you know, they're not able to put together any wins right now. And a large part of that is because, well, they have injuries. They caught the injury bug and it's going around the clubhouse suddenly. You know, it, it's contagious, right? The injury yeah. bug is contagious. People are catching whatever virus is going through the clubhouse. They're going to have to, you know, sanitize, do whatever they got to do in that clubhouse to make things a lot better, you know. Uh, they're going to have to send some players home since it's contagious, I guess. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, they're going to have to get some healthy bodies back in that lineup. And, you know, they're missing some important players right now. Uh, they're, they're, they're missing injured run producers, uh, Matt Carpenter, and then you have John Carlos Stanton. 
he's uh, missing. But what this means now for the Yankees is that other players, uh, their, their slumping regulars are going to have to, you know, pick it up now in the absence of their teammates. You know, um, they, they're going to have to, someone's going to have to produce in that lineup and, and start piling up some hits. I mean, because uh, that, that's what. Hey, look that's at this. What, I'm glad you brought the hits up real quick. Right, right. Just listen to this. The Yankees, over their last 10 games, are batting 196 as a team. Let that sink in. 196 as a team over their last 10 games. That's atrocious. Oh, that's bad. That's going into into today's game. They were two and eight in their last 10 games as a two and eight record. And they were uh, have a 196 team batting average and a 3.54 team ERA. And they've been outscored by 10 runs in their last 10 games. That was going into the today's game, and they were on a three-game losing streak going into tonight's game. And last I heard, Frankie said it was an extra it was an extra innings. I, I feel a collapse coming on. I don't know about you, but I feel a collapse coming on. Hey, what's up, London? Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. If they continue to play like this, this looks like Jay White with the beard. <laughs> Gunzo, if the Yankees continue to play this poorly, this could be a major collapse here. Oh, yeah, it could be. You know. But, but and I, that's what I was telling uh, Jay and them earlier in the year when they kept saying, oh, it's going to be the Astros. Astros going World Series. Or, look, these other teams, I'm thinking, look, you guys realize how many times that the, the teams that are in first place going into the All-Star break don't finish in first place after the All-Star break. When, when the Washington Nationals won the World Series a couple years ago, or three year, three four years ago, whenever it was now, look, you know, you know, wait a minute, do you know what their record was at the All Star break? You have to. You, 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 have you to, know what their record was that year at the All Star break? You have to refresh me. They were they had the worst record in baseball at the All Star break. Got hot the second half, made the playoffs, and won the World Series. Had the worst record in baseball at the all-star break. That's what I'm saying. So you see some of these teams get hot in the second half. And, and like John, John, the comment John said, Yankees got hot too early. That can happen sometimes. You want to yeah. peak at the right time of the season. And right, right and, now, and now they're, they're not. They're, they're going the whole total, uh, a totally different direction. Yeah. And, you know, I think the mindset now turns into a panic or, or a second guessing. You know, um, Aaron Boone is going to have to try to figure some things out. I mean, you know, because this is this is a pivotal time of the season. And this is the wrong time. The Yankees have chosen the wrong time to lose. But again, when you have injuries and you have two of your best hitters out of the lineup, it's going to be hard to win games, especially if other guys cannot step it up. Well, you just know, like last it's year, it's the next man up. It's the next well, just, man up. Just like last year, the Braves lost to Kuna. Everybody, everybody thought the Braves were going to go downhill. Braves get hot after the All Star break and win the World Series. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, the Braves got the Braves got hot. You know, what I mean, everybody thought they were going to go the other direction because they were losing one of their best players. So, I mean, you just you just never know. Baseball's a it's, it's a weird game. And strange, look, strange, and, and, hey, strange things right. happen. Strange things happen during the baseball season. It's, and then, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right.
right. And it, a lot of things happen in a 162 game season. Right. And and look, it was just confirmed yesterday that Walker Bueller is done for the season. He's gonna have season ending surgery. He's gonna have season ending and then, and, and then and the Mets. surgery on his elbow. And the Dodgers are still winning games because they're getting great they're getting great outings from Tony Goslin and Tyler Anderson. Who would have thought? A lot of the good teams are going through injuries. The Mets have uh, Carrasco had to leave a game early uh, the other night. Uh, now Walker might be out. Right. Uh, so they're dealing with it. It's like all the all the teams that were were hot at the All-Star break are dealing with injuries right now. Uh -huh. Astro, Astros yep. aren't playing great right, right now. They were looking real tough at the, before the All-Star break. You have, you have a team like the Cardinals that are starting to get hot. The Atlanta Braves – have really got hot here after the all-star break in the national league. Um, the Rays, the Rays are, are, well, are trying to sweep the Yankees tonight. The Rays are a good team. If they start, if their bats get on, get, get going, uh, they're a scary team to play in, in the playoffs. That's a, that's a team. I think some people are overlooking is the, uh, is the Rays. The Rays, the, the Mariners, the Rays, the Mariners, Mariners Those picked up another teams. win tonight, too. Those are two. And the Blue Jays, I think, too. Wait, would you put the Blue Jays up there as well? Man. I want to, but, man, I just don't know. They got If you look on paper, man, they have all the talent, but for some reason they're real streaky. They're just not consistent. Uh. I mean, the Rays have a penchant for going on a magical run, though. Next best team in the next three years, Guardians, White Sox, or the Mariners. Uh, I I think the Mariners. Uh, I like the moves that the Mariners have made. I like the Mariners. And, uh, they got a great pitching staff, and if they just keep adding a, maybe another bat or what to it, I think I think they're going to be right there contending uh, for uh, for a deep playoff run. Uh, There's so a plethora. So, so I like I like the Mariners. I do too. There's a plethora of talent on that Mariners team, and and that Mariners team, I, I think their their primary focus is not to necessarily win the division. That's not easy when you're playing against a very good Astros team, and when you have to play in the division where that team is that much better than you. Um, that's hard to do. That's a tough task. I think. The bigger priority for the Mariners is just ending the damn playoff drought. I mean, they have the longest playoff drought in professional sports history, if I'm correct. Am I correct? They have the uh, longest drought. I, I, think think it's, I think it's the longest drought. I know they haven't been in the playoffs for, for, uh, they for 20, been years. 20 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think they're looking to end that drought, and they can by getting the wild card spot. So I think they're. They're, you know, they're trying to, you know, get that wild card spot and get in the playoffs because, hey, once they get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Oh, yeah. Anything you know, and we've seen it. We've seen teams, you know, go on these magical runs and just, you know, be the story of October. Yeah. We've seen it happen. And they could definitely write their own story in October. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it, it, could, it could be <laughs> one of those amazing novels you know yep the, uh, novel, the baseball novelty uh glenn 
you're right. I remember the, I remember that because I'm a big Reds fan. But yeah, uh, the '90 wire to wire Reds. Nobody had the Reds uh, uh, winning against the A's, and the Reds swept them. They didn't sweep them. Everybody thought the A's was going to sweep the Reds, and the Reds won that year. Right. That is the last time we won the World Series, but still, we won the damn World Series that year. Right. <laughs> Just like no one had the Dodgers in 88. Just like no one had the White Sox in 05. Eddie says he's riding with the Mariners. Uh, you are right, Eddie. The White Sox are playing good, are playing some good baseball right now. Uh, they they were they were disappointing in the first half of the season, but since the All-Star break, they they've uh, uh, been playing a lot better. They could be a team that could sneak up on some people. Yeah, don't sleep on the White Sox. Hey, look. Did hey, they, the did, got, did, hey, did they get hey, Tim Anderson back yet? Hey, look, I'm not sure, but look, hey, the judge, the stat guy came through. Seattle has the longest drought, last made playoffs in 2001 when they went 116 and 46. So you, you can always count on the stat guy to come through. And Etrio was on that team. John said, don't sleep on the Orioles. Yeah, yeah, uh, man, I just I can't believe the Orioles got rid of Mancini. That just it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me if you're if you're really going to try to make a, a push to get that wild card. The Orioles but, uh, are young. But they've been but the hey, but with that being said, they've They're been young. playing good baseball since that trade. So I so I guess it's hard to really argue it. They're young and they're relying on their form system. <laughs> Sue Bird retired. Mariners ain't seen the playoffs since she's been in the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh man. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe they have better luck now that she has retired. I mean, you have, but you do. You got a lot of teams that are facing, uh, starting to face some injuries. This is that time of year, you know, when the injuries start to pile up and. You know, you start to have some banged up bodies in your lineup. That's all. That's all sports, though. That that's not just baseball. That's in every sport. Bodies are worn down this time of year. But the but that's Our not the Ken Griffey Jr. was was on that team. Wasn't Ken Griffey Jr. on that team? Yeah, he would have been on that team in 2001. When did he get traded? In 2002? No. It was a little bit. It was like I more remember like, when it was. It was like more like 2005, huh? Or 2000. Yeah, I think so. I'd have to look it up, but it wasn't, it wasn't as early as 2002, I don't think. Yeah, I think maybe he was still on the team. I know Etrio was on the team. Um, did you see where Joey Votto, Joey Votto is having season in, in, uh, ending surgery uh, I heard for the Reds? So he's he's I done he's done that. for the season. I think uh, he'll give it one more year, and I think after that, I think he might consider retirement. Um, Joey Votto, he's he's a, he's a he's a OG man. He's been. He's been doing it for a long time now. He's been okay. He went to the Reds in two thousand. Thank you, John. Oh, okay. So he was already off the team. 
My phone died on me, or I, or I looked it up. Oh, okay, like, yeah, he was already off the team. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah he did and go to the Reds. He went, he went to the right. Reds, and he was he was never the same. He just he started he started battling he started battling injuries. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't remember the exact year he got traded. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember once, either. Once he got to the Reds, he started he started battling injuries. He 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 wasn't the same player that he was in Seattle. Right. Unfortunately, because I was so. His heydays, his heydays, uh, you know, hey. in Seattle. Hey, baby, but what are you doing? You're supposed to be working. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, Amanda. We really appreciate it. You know, Denise, she tunes in. She tunes in from time to time. Too. Oh, so, Amanda tunes in anytime she's on break. She usually she if she yeah. knows I'm live, she usually tunes in. Denise is like that too. I think uh, right now she's watching our daughter, so she's not really. She's probably watching a movie or something. You have the you have the Dodgers have been still been pretty hot. Uh, yep. even though they did lose last night. Uh, yep, they won tonight. They won tonight. Uh, thank God, I almost had a damn. I damn near had a heart attack in the ninth inning because you know Craig Kimball came on for the ninth, and you know they keep sending this guy out. Dave Roberts keeps sending this guy out there. I guess he wants him to, you know. Stay confident. Have that confidence in himself. You know? But I don't think Craig Kimball is that guy. Everyone's sleeping. He, is, he, not, he is not that guy. Craig Kimball is, is hot yeah. garbage. He's hot garbage. He really is. John has a question for you. What's up? He said, have to ask Jonathan, out of all the shoes you got, which one costs the most? You know, I have a sneaker plug, so I usually pay retail price when I get all my shoes. I think the most I paid, let me see, was two twenty for the cool grays. Probably two, I'll say two twenty for the cool grays. Then that that was a retail price for the cool grays, two twenty. But I refuse to pay four hundred, five hundred, six hundred. That's yeah. that's, you, that's crazy. It's outrageous. You, you know how many pairs you have. Do I know how many pairs I have? Yeah. Yes, 45. You got four? Damn. Yep. Because the ones you see here, that's not all of them. I have a ton in the closet, too. And I have I have a few in the boxes that I've never taken out of the boxes. Like, they, they you know, they'll be coming fresh out of the box when I'm ready to wear them. All right. See, I'm more of a hat guy, but I, hey, I understand. I, I got probably oh, yeah. about yeah, I love shoes, man. I'm a big sneakerhead. I'm not really into caps, though. But see, that's the thing. We all like different things. I mean, if you gave if you gave everyone a thousand dollars, they will all spend it differently. I mean, if you gave everyone one oh, million, yeah. they'll all spend it differently. Some people will buy a boat. Some people might buy a house. Some people might give it to charity. Some people might spend it wastefully on on stupid things, you know. But everyone values the, the mighty dollar differently. Oh, That's yeah. just how we all are. So everyone has different values and different likes. Before we talk uh, some uh, football, did you have you watched any of the WNBA playoffs uh, here uh, today? You know, I have not, and I've been promising myself to get into women NBA basketball. And let I me tell you uh, something, Chris. I am not a sexist at all. I love and support women's sports. I think it's awesome. I think we need to support it more. I I think we need to market it better. Uh, we need to uh, 
you know, give these girls some respect and show them some love too because they're well deserving of it. And to me, some of these women, some of these women athletes, they play harder than the men, believe it or not. And, you know, for a long time, I have been quietly fighting for these women to get equality and get the equal amount of pay that the man do in the NBA. But here's the, you know? but here's the, pro, but here's the problem with that, Jonathan. Right. I understand what you're saying because I, 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 yeah, I understand you want to make them equal, but it's right. hard to give them equal pay because. And I understand because the men draw more, the men's league brings and, in a, a lot more money than what the WNBA does. True. True. It, what and I, what the WNBA has to do, and I don't know how you how you do it, but I think you have to you have to get women to care about women's sports the way men care about men's sports. That's true. You got to get these women wanting to go to all of these games because, uh, say, is it your wife or fiance? My fiance. Say your fiance becomes a big WNBA fan. Guess who's going to be going to WNBA games with her? You. Me. Right. Then you're going to start getting more men watching it. Right. That's what they need to do, but they got to get – more women going into the games and that's going to draw more money. But I, I understand the equal pay, but until they can start, they start getting more fans there. It's hard for them to have equal pay as the NBA players. Do I think and the Randy, WNBA players should be paid more? Yes, I agree. But I don't know if you can pay them equal yet because, because of that. And branding, it's very important to get it out there, you know, to, uh, you know, let it be known what 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 these women are doing and how hard they play. And you know, um, it's basketball. <laughs> yeah, you would either way. It's just women playing basketball. It's basketball. It's just like the NBA. You know, it's basketball. And and believe it or not, you got a lot of stars in in the women NBA too. I mean, I could name a lot of them, and, and they're good, man. I mean, I've watched some games. And I was sitting there very impressed and very, you know, um, amazed by, you know, the immense talent. Oh, yeah, no. I, I watched the first playoff game tonight, uh, the uh, Sky against the Liberty, and uh, the New York Liberty upset uh, the Chicago Sky tonight in game one. Sky are the defending WNBA champions. I watched it. It was a real good game. I'm watching Las Vegas against Phoenix now. Vegas is up by uh, Vegas is up by ten uh, with three three and a half minutes left in the fourth, uh, and it's been a good, and it's been a real good game, but uh, I mean it's just a yeah yeah I think they got to do a better a better job of mar- marketing, but it, somehow you get you got to get more women to go because then more men will go as well, and then right. you'll start building that bigger crowd up. I right. do agree with I do agree with that about they have to create stars, but the other thing is that like they don't they don't promote them enough on ESPN. They don't. They don't. Well, promote- even if it's not ESPN, one of these one of these networks that get the WNBA need to get them and, and then promote the hell out of it. And and I think it could grow because I mean it's good basketball. I, I'm not, I, I like I said I've been watching it. I watched a lot of the Fever games this year. Yeah. So. It's entertaining, but then you got a lot of these men who are sexist, and they say it's not it's not entertaining, you know. But I I beg the different. I beg the different. You're going to be the next superstar in the WNBA. Well, 
But what these people have to understand is not this isn't the same women's basketball from 10, 11 years or 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, it's a totally different game. And, uh, uh, and, and these women can play. And Anescu's mm-hmm. uh, right. going, Anescu's, pro- if Anescu continues doing what she's doing and, and can stay healthy, she might go down, end up going down as the best player ever in, in the WNBA. I think she has that kind, that kind of ability, um, which is crazy to say, but man. But no, I, no, I, I do. I think more people need to watch the WNBA. If you haven't watched it or you've watched it like 20 years ago, you watched women's basketball and you didn't like it and you haven't watched it since, give it a chance one night. Just watch a quarter of it if, if that's all you want to start with. But give it a chance one night. You might be surprised. Because I'm telling you, it's not near near the same product as it used to be. But let's talk, Judge. Let's go into some NFL talk. Because guess what? Well, football's see. football's like 26 days away. Are you ready but, for oh, some football? And, ma- and making some headlines today, the Chargers signed Derwin James to an extension, making him the highest paid safety ever. Do you think this was a good move by the Chargers? Yes, Derwin James is one of the best safeties in football. He's a premier safety. Uh, he's, you know, uh, tremendous in their secondary. And I think he's going to have a great year. Now that he's paid, you know, he feels good about himself. He's got his money. He got the financial security. Now he could put his focus on the field. Uh, he can do everything. He can to be more productive for his team, step up in a big way for his team, make plays in that secondary, and be the anchor in that secondary. And I think he will do just that. He's a phenomenal player, a wonderful talent. I remember when he first came into the league, there was so many people talking about him, you know, um, how, you know, he was projected to be this great safety in the National Football League, and the Chargers have paid him. Um, you know, they they think he can do great things for this team, and I think he will. Oh, you know, I agree. Uh, I, th- I think it was a great move. He's one of the best. I mean, one of the best, and he deserves to be paid that, that kind of money, uh, the highest paid, because he's one of the best at that position. Uh, his only knock is staying healthy. Right. Uh, he, yeah, the Chargers need him to stay healthy. That's the only, only really knock on him. So I, no, I thought it was a good move by the Chargers, um, and get it get him now because you're gonna have to pay Herbert here in a, here in a couple of years. So right, if you want to go ahead and get James locked down. That way, then you can get your quarterback locked down, and then try to keep pieces around them. Uh, so I, no, so I think it was a good move, especially with bringing in uh, Jackson. Uh, you brought in Jackson and then Cleo Mack to that defensive group. And if James is healthy, man, their defense is going to be a scary defense. Oh yeah, uh, to, go, to go along with the offense that can put up points. So I think yeah, the they Chargers could terrorize be- a lot of they could terrorize a lot of quarterbacks and and slow down a lot of offenses. And uh, real quick, be- real quick before we move on, oh, uh, Dustin said, "Judge, you're an educator. You're going to enjoy my next project." But speaking of that, uh, make sure you tune in to Around the Bases Baseball Show at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, tune in tomorrow morning. Uh, the stat guy D- Dustin Reese is going to talk. Uh, 
he'll make a big announcement about his next his uh big project that's coming up. Uh, we'll let him make let him announce it tomorrow, and then uh, I will, and then I'm gonna help him promote it. I'll talk about it on all my all my shows, uh, but I want to let him do it first. That way he can explain it a little bit better. Uh, I think it's a pretty pretty cool uh thing that he's gonna be doing. So tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern, and uh, hear hear the big news that uh stat guy Dustin Reese has. Uh, and that shows on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Gonzo Sportsroom. Uh, Broncos going to be the biggest bust. Take it to the bank. Um, okay, so I'm going to take that to the bank tomorrow morning, John, and I'm going to make sure I make a deposit. The, the Broncos, man, are a tricky team to me because everybody would, everybody kept saying they're a quarterback away. Yep, they're a quarterback away. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to find out they're, if they were a quarterback away because now they got a, a, a quarterback. They got Russell Wilson, that, a guy that's proven he can play at the quarterback position. But but Russell uh, does that Russell make Wilson them- has it tough now because he's in the he's in a division where you know there's a bunch of stellar quarterbacks. So good luck with that one because you got a slew of quarterbacks now that you will be facing on a regular basis, and that won't be an easy task. And all the teams in the AFC West are good. I mean that AFC West. Division is stacked. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It can go either way. Yeah, then we're gonna be on. Then we're gonna be like playoff games. All them division games. It's gonna. It's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close, and, and it's gonna be. It's gonna be a hard fought. It's gonna be a hard fought battle for all of those teams. I think I think all NFL fans are in for Look at the Broncos injuries. Yep, injuries. Yep. Broncos are in better position than the Raiders and the Chiefs. Raiders and the Chiefs? I don't know about that. Huh? Eddie said he's Eddie said he's right with Buffalo. Damn it. Damn it. Uh uh, did you did you take a drug test? <laughs> oh, buddy. Did you take a drug test? I think you need to get drug tested. Damien, I think the judge is saying whatever you're smoking, he wants some of. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Because then, then if I start smoking that stuff, then I'll be saying the Broncos are better than the Raiders and the Chiefs. And how dare he comes on this show and spew that nonsense and say the Broncos are better than the Raiders and the Chiefs. How dare you? Do you know who the Chiefs quarterback is, buddy? Patrick Mahomes. Do you know who the head coach is over there? Andy Reid. He's creative with his offense. They got offensive weapons. Patrick Mahomes has all the weapons at his disposal. I know they lost Tyreek Hill. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think but you still have Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Oh no, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be the top team in the West. I don't. But, not. I, but not. I don't think the Raiders are better than better. I'm not earning the Raiders, not the Raiders. I'm not going to say the Broncos are better than the Raiders and the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be as good as they were last year. I think they lost a little bit on offense, and I think they're. I think their defense is what I'm worried about losing. The Raiders uh, are going to be nice with, with the pieces that they've lost. So. I think the Raiders are going to be better. That division, man, that division, 
like Glenn said, that division going to be like a, a Royal Rumble. And, and it is. And all, and all four of them teams could make the playoffs. They, they really could. So, I, I mean, it's going to be fun to, to watch. I mean, it's I going to be I can't wait to we're see. We're less than a month away. I know. Yep. And I can't wait to see Derek Carr. He throws down the field to his former college buddy, Devontae Adams. So, I agree with Eddie. And I'm a Colts fan, but I agree with Eddie. The Chargers are being slept on because, man, I, I, that Chargers team, I don't know if everybody's sleeping on because that coach has made some questionable decisions. So everybody thinks all that coach is going well, to screw it up. I'm but, not man, sleeping on Hey, him, don't but... sleep on him because, hey, that boy Herbert, hey, he can sling it. That's Justin boy, Herbert. Hey, Herbert can sling it. Yep. And now, hey, and they improved that defense. Yep. Not only if Derwin James is healthy, now they have C.J. Jackson in that back in the uh, secondary yep. as well. And they got Khalil Mack to go with Bosa. I mean, hell, the defense is stacked. They got plenty of weapons with Allen and Williams. And man, hey, don't sleep on. I, I know, but I love Buffalo too. I think Buffalo's great. Josh Allen has been playing like he's he's been playing about as any as good as any quarterback in the league. Oh, I got but, Buffalo coming out of the AFC. But man, the Chargers, the Chargers are going to be a tough out, especially if they can. But. We could say, well, th- this they're going to be a tough out. This can happen. It's all going to depend on who's the healthiest, who yeah. Who, yeah. who can who can survive the injuries the best, and who's the healthiest yeah. going into playoff time, especially what? in the AFC West, because of all the because of all that competition in that division, and you yeah. play each other twice, so uh, uh, injuries can play a big factor on who comes out on top of that. Hey, I, I'm not sleeping on them on them Chargers though, man. Oh no, I'm not sleeping on them Chargers. No, not when you got a stud in Justin Herbert, and when you have a defense as stout as theirs, led by Joey Bosa and uh, James. Now in that in in the secondary, man, the Chargers are a team you better watch out for. Damn, John Sucks said Josh Allen going down week eight. Damn. <laughs> now, I like Josh Allen, man. I think he's grown a lot. He has definitely morphed into, you know, a perennial quarterback. Um, he has, you know, taken charge of that team. I think his teammates has gravitated towards him. You know, I think he has improved his game tremendously. He has worked on his mechanics. Uh, he's one of the best gunslingers in the league now. And he definitely can lead this Buffalo team, you know, to the Super Bowl. I mean, you got to remember, they fell short a year ago in that heartbreaking loss to the Chiefs. They lost in heartbreak, heartbreaking fashion in overtime. You know, they and a lot of people are saying they lost on a coin toss, but you got to put some of that blame on their defense. That defense went to sleep that night, and that defense gave up too many plays. Uh, you know, they 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 let the Chiefs outplay them, particularly in that fourth quarter. And Patrick Mahomes clearly didn't have his best performance. You know, he got by that night. He was able to do enough to lead his team barely past Buffalo, but by all means, he didn't have his best performance. 
you know, to me, when you look at that game, Josh Allen actually outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, no, there was times last year when Mahomes struggled. He, he struggled some last year. Uh, that's why I'm kind of worried about the Chiefs some this year because some of the weapons they lost. I know they picked up some receivers. Uh, said, John Suggs says, anyone excited to see Pickett and a team no one uh, talking about? Uh, I'll tell you what, Pickett might not get a chance to play if, if, if Trubisky uh, – Trubisky, uh, can play like I think he can. I think Trubisky can be a, a, a good quarterback for Pittsburgh uh, with Mike Tomlin. So, yeah, I know they're going to get picked in there sooner or later, but I, uh, you could see Trubisky maybe play the whole season this year because I could see Trubisky doing a, getting off to a good start. Kenny Pickett, the hometown guy, the guy that everyone wants to see, you know, the guy who could be the quarterback of the team potentially in the future. The knock on him is that he has small hands. That was the knock on Joe Burrow. And look at Joe Burrow. Yep. So Damon the small says, hands. What's your thoughts on RG3 joining? What's your thoughts on RG3 joining in Monday Night Football? I actually like it. I mean, look, this guy, you know, he, look, he... He didn't have the greatest of years as a quarterback in the NFL. Um, it just didn't work out for him. People forget, though, this guy had a damn good rookie season. He was he was stellar in his rookie season. People often forget that, how outstanding he really was. Uh, but just because it didn't go according to plan when you played in the NFL uh, doesn't mean you won't, you know, be a great color analyst or a great commentator. I think he is. I've listened to some of his stuff on ESPN and he definitely has the voice for it. He definitely has the communication skills. Uh, you know, he puts together good arguments. You know, he could debate really well. So I like it. I like him joining the Monday Night Football team. I like listening to coherent people, people who have a great understanding for the game for, for the game. And you know, I learned from him actually listening to him talk. That helps me become a better communicator as well. So he's doing his thing. I like it. I I I I look forward to listening to more of RG3 on Monday night. Yeah, no, yeah, I like it. Uh he's he's good, he's good on TV and stuff. Uh ESPN messed up oh, a couple of years ago when they could have got Pat McAfee and didn't. Uh they messed up there. Because just Pat McAfee's so big, he would he he would help their he, and he's good, but he'd help their numbers a lot. But they don't. A lot of people don't like his style and how outspoken he is, which I think is awesome. But uh, John Suggs, Mitch was balling balling and winning on the on the Bears. He don't get credit. I agree, Gonzo. Yeah, Mitch. That's what I'm saying. Mitch had some some good moments in Chicago. Everybody wants to talk about how bad he was. A lot of that. I think it was the coach Matt Nagy and his play calling. Uh, right. I, really, I really, I really do. I, th I think he's going to play. I think he's going to uh, revive his career here in Pittsburgh. I think he's going to surprise some people. I really do. Well, Tomlin, Tomlin develops a good relationship with his quarterbacks, and his quarterbacks have thrived. 
in his system. So this could this could very well work for Mitchell Trubisky, and this is a chance for him to revive his career, you know, for him to resuscitate things. And I think we can see if there's one guy that can help with his resurrection is Mike Tomlin. Yep. No, I agree. Agree. A hundred, a hundred percent agree. All right. Well, before we get out of here for tonight on this Wednesday night, uh, your Dodgers won. So I know you're feeling good about that. My, my Reds got a win today, a one nothing win, which is crazy because our bullpen, uh, actually our starter rookie starter went, uh, eight innings of shutout pitching. And then we brought in our closer Diaz, which you better watch out for that Diaz. He's, he's, uh, Edwin Diaz's brother. Yeah, he's uh, nice he, too. Oh yeah, he can he can throw. Uh, so let's go. They both can. I guess it's just in their DNA. <laughs> yeah. Cause they both throw heat and hard. Hey, uh, John, we will talk about that on Friday. Does Baker get the number one spot and lead Panthers to a winning? Uh, Team, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that on Friday. Hey, Sean, yeah, we'll talk about that on Friday for sure. We'll. Uh, we'll Eddie Rodriguez said, "Great show, thank you, Eddie. We appreciate it. Thank Came you, Eddie. Wade. We appreciate it." Uh, Damien said, "Wait a damn minute! Did he just say Trubisky was balling in Chicago? All he had one game. He he played more than one good game. You can't say that dude only played one good game. But come on." Eddie Rodriguez, I can listen to y'all talk sports all night. Hey, I, we appreciate that. Hey, we appreciate that. We we're looking. We're both looking to get better as time goes, and with each show, we will continue to get better. The more you do something, the better you become at it. You continue to grow, and that's our hope here. What's your thoughts on watching NFL Green on the settlement? Uh, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about we'll, that. On, we'll cover that in the next show. We'll, we'll get into. Thanks for giving us some topics. Actually, we can get into yeah. this stuff for. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that on Friday. Friday because I actually want to see what comes out on that tomorrow. Uh, see if more stuff comes on out about them maybe coming to an agreement. Uh, I think it's a thing they're probably going to try. They'll probably he's probably going to agree to pay so much more money in fines and to get his suspension a little bit lower than what they're wanting to give him or something, but. Yeah, we'll we'll dig into that on Friday. Uh, we pre hey, we appreciate everybody getting uh, joining us, being in the chat room. Uh, appreciate all the support. Pl uh, please hit that uh, subscribe button at, uh, on YouTube at Gonzo Sports Room, on YouTube at the Sports Judge, on YouTube at uh, All Sports All Plays Network. Uh, same thing for the uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook and Twitch. Like and follow uh, at, at Gonzo Sports Room and at the All Sports All Plays. Uh, network as well uh, check out my uh, my baseball show in the morning that me and the stat guy Dustin Reese do 9 a.m. Eastern uh, YouTube Facebook and Twitch at Gonzo Sports Room uh, we'll be uh, we got a lot of base baseball topics we'll be talking about in the morning so come join us for that we'll be back with Gonzo uh, in the judge sports sports talk on Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern uh, I'll be on the a ASAP afternoon show tomorrow afternoon uh, come over to ASAP, check that out. If you haven't checked out the All Sports All Plays Network, go check them out. They have a lot, a lot of great analysts and a lot of good stuff going on over there. Like, follow, and subscribe to their stuff as well as ours. Uh, 
Um, you you got any final thoughts, Jonathan? A youth football coach in Texas the other day lost his life over a damn game. I don't know if you heard about the yeah. story, but it's pathetic. It's uh, soulless, and it's heartbreaking. Nothing is that serious that someone should lose their life over a game. Nothing is that serious that someone's life should come to an end over a game. It's only a game. And at the end of the day, it's all about those children having fun. It should never come to a point where someone has to pull out a gun and shoot someone to death. That's traumatizing, you know, in front of children. A lot of children were present when that horrifying event took place. Now a lot of those children are messed up. They're going to have to get counseling. Uh, That kind of stuff is traumatizing. It's tragic. It's senseless. Rest in peace, Michael Hickman. He was only 43 years old. And I know this. Whatever it was between those two guys, whatever they were feuding about or whatever differences they had, that man didn't deserve to lose his life, especially in front of his nine-year-old son. May he rest in peace. My thoughts and prayers are with the families and those affected by that senseless tragedy. Yeah, that's just it's just like you said, senseless. Uh, man, pa- pa- if you could just just get parents to drop their kids off for sporting events, go home and then come back and pick them up, uh, the kids would have so much more fun. I I hate to say that, but they would. Um, but one thing I w- I did want to say before we uh, get out of here, a hey, uh, Eddie, we I will be covering the UFC Saturday night for that pay per view, but also Friday at four p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm, we're going to move my uh, sports betting back, sports betting show back to four on Friday, and me and Pride are going to be doing a UFC preview, uh, UFC preview and prediction show uh, this Friday at four p.m. Eastern. So if you're an MMA fan, uh, c- come uh, join us Friday at four p.m. Eastern on the uh, uh, at YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Gonzo Sports Room. And we'll be breaking down all the fights and giving our uh, giving out our uh, picks for each fight uh, for Saturday night. And then we'll be doing a watch along Saturday night, uh, starting at eight p.m. for the prelims. Uh, like I said, I appreciate we appreciate all the support from everybody that we've been getting. Don't forget, you can also find us in podcast form: Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, all at uh, Gonzo and the Judge Sports Talk. Uh, you can you can find you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch at Gonzo Sports Room on YouTube at the Sports Judge at the All Sports All Plays Network. So there's a lot of different ways to find us. But uh, we uh, we appreciate all the support, and we will see you guys Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern uh, for another episode of uh, Gonzo and the Judge Sports Talk. Everybody have a great night. Stay safe. All Sports All Plays. Hot sports or place. Hot sports or place. Uh. 365, we're making a place. We're talking the game, get you through the days. We're high in the court, the diamond in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All presentation, sports information. In the air, we're taking the nation. Hot sports or place, they're working your faces. Grace at the field, so type the laces. Hot sports or place. Yeah.